Okay, Rabbi Tzai Parshas Vayishlach. Quick summary. So Yaakov goes, he sends Malachim, he sends angels to Esav. He splits up his machna, he davens to the Abishar, he sends gifts, he spreads them out to look like bigger gifts. You're not supposed to give more than necessary, so you just make it look impressive. Then at nighttime, he regroups his family, he goes over Nachal Yaboik, and he crosses everybody over. He goes back for the Pach, for the Pachim Ketanim, which some say was the Shemen from Hanukkah. He gets into the fight with Malach till the morning. He gives him the Bracha, he hits him on the Gidanoshe, and then begins the presentation of his family to Esau. And he goes and he sets them all up. He goes ahead of them. He bows bow down seven times. He gives him a kiss, hug, a bite, crushes his teeth, whatever it is. And then Esau offers, let's go home together. Let's go back home together. And Yaakov says, no, I got to go slow. And Esau says, I'll go slow. And Yaakov says, I still have to go slow. I don't know exactly what the shock of the tie was. But anyway, Esau leaves and Yaakov moves on to Sukkot. He spends 18 months over there. He builds two seasons of Sukkot in the summertime for his animals, plus a bias for the winter. And that totals the 22 years of Yaakov before he goes home. After Sukkot, he goes right outside of Shechem. He buys a piece of land over there. And then we have the mice of Dina. She goes out. She's captured by Shechem. Hamor convinces everybody that, uh, you know, we got to get all of the Jewish girls. And if they do bris mila, it'll work out. And Shem and Lady go out, wage war. They wipe everybody out. They take back Dina. Yaakov gets upset. He says, you're dirtying my name. The nations are all going to come after me, but nothing happens to him, Baruch Hashem. And then he goes into Basel, he builds him his back over there. He tells everybody, any loot that you took from the war that contains Avodah Zarah, you got to get rid of. We're building him his back. And then Devaira and Rivka and Nifter by Aloin Bakais, a place of crying. They're masked for them. Sorry, Devaira and Rivka, I said. Um, okay, then Akash Baruch Hu comes in the He tells Yaakov that I confirm your name is now Yisrael. And you're going to be Zayka Goyim, which means one of the Shvatim is going to become two Shvatim, which is going to be Yosef with the Menashe and Ephraim. And then the, he builds the Mizbeach, the Matseva, and Basel. Rachel goes into labor with Binyamin. And Binyamin is born, Rachel dies. Vayish Gavrum and Hezbillah. And we know that means he doesn't, didn't actually, wasn't actually Shaykhev, because the Pasuk continues that the children of Yaakov were Shnei Masar. They were all equal, all Tzadikim. And finally, the Parsha ends off with a list of the Malachim and the chieftains of Esav, eight kings and 11 chieftains. And the Baal Turim says that Klaisol also had eight kings and 11 chieftains. Let's start the Parsha. So right away in the beginning of the Parsha, Yaakov goes and he refers to his brother, he tells the angels, so shall you say to my master, Esav is brought down, that this was a taina against Yaakov. It's one thing to refer to Esav to his face as a doina. You got to flatter him, you got to butter him up, and you're allowed to fake a rise sometimes for that. There's, there's room for that. But while he's talking to the Malach and he refers to his brother as Adoni, that's brought down with a shtickle taina on Azov. Why are you lowering yourself to actually look at your brother Azov as Adoni and you refer to him as Adoni to your brother? Zog the Chizguni. Eight times the word Adoni is mentioned in the Parsha. And because of that, um, Azov got Adnus. He got Malchus, eight generations, eight kings, before even the first king of Klyasrael was set up. Shaul HaMelech only came after eight kings already rose 
two Edom. I'd like to suggest that even though it doesn't say that it was a Tainuad and we're saying Adoni later on, but you see that everything goes by the Haskalah. Everything goes by the start. And since the first time Yaakov said it, not meaningly, it was, it was unnecessary. He wasn't talking to Asa's face yet. He referred to him as Adoni outside of Asa's presence. All the ones afterwards go along with that and they were all considered a stickle, uh, a little too much of submissiveness of Yaakov to, his, to the brother, the, to the Rasha Esav. If Esav comes and attacks one camp and smites them, the other one will be safe. How did Yaakov know that the other one will be safe? What, Esav can't come with his 400 men and chase down the second camp? As Yaakov said, they're going with women, with children. <laughs> they, they go very slow. How on earth did Yaakov say with such certainty, in case you're splitting up, and in case Esav gets one of us, the other one will be saved. Because Rifki Menu told Yaakov, get out of here, go to Lavan. Why should I lose both of you on the same day? Yaakov took that as Ruach They're going down on the same day. So if Yaakov stands up against Esav and battles him, and Yaakov goes down, Yaakov knows Esav is going down the same day. So he split up his machina that half of his family should be one day apart, one day's distance from the first group. So Mela, even if Esav is successful in killing Yaakov with the first machina, Esav's going to die the same day. He's not going to be able to catch up to the second machina. Now, in truth, Rivka's Navua wasn't 100% Navua. It was like Nizrika Bifia. And we know that they didn't die, Mamish, the same day. What actually happened? They were buried the same day. Yaakov died and he was embalmed in Egypt. They mummified him in Egypt for a month. A month or seven days? It was seven days. And then, well, maybe it was a month. Right? And then they had the whole big Leviah. And then when they come, and they do the Kavura, Chushim Bundan, hits off the head of Esau, it rolls into Yaakov's lap. And Yaakov opens up his eyes and smiles in Asa's face. And then they both get buried. So they both get buried the same day. They didn't actually die the same day. But according to Yaakov's understanding of what Rivka said, this was a very safe plan. I'll be one day apart from the others. If he kills me, he's dying the same day. The other machina is going to be saved. Okay. But the middle of the night, he changed his mind. He regroups. He transfers everybody over to one side. And they're all together. What's the the regrouping? You see from here that the power of Achdos is better than anything. You have the greatest foolproof plan based on your mother's Ruach HaKadosh. Achdos is better than that. Don't split up the camp. Yaakov and his sons and his family, his and his wives stick together. That's your best bet. Even Achav knew that secret. Or if they have a desire to the kazoo, they had Achdos, they won every battle of theirs. Okay, so he starts dominating to the Abraham and he says, There's a lot to talk about over here. We know the famous Villagayan that he says a person, a Tamukhakam, who's supposed to have a little bit of 164th of pride, but the Gemara says, What? Don't say 164th. says, Look at the eighth part of the eighth pasuk, and you'll see what Yaakov Avinu, the greatest Tamachacham ever. And he says, "Katayinti, I'm small." So Zog the Vilnagoyin, an eighth of an eighth, not a sixty-fourth. You look at the eighth of the eighth, you'll learn a little lesson about being humble, even when you're a great, huge Tamachacham. But 
Zog the Vil, Zog the 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 the, the Gris, Rabbi Saul Salanter. He was once in a hotel in France, and he was meeting with somebody in the hotel lobby. And the waiter came out in the white gloves and the silk claws and everything. What would you like? And he probably said in French, but anyway, Rabbi Saul Salanter said a little water. He brought him water, and they charged him like fifty bucks. And when the waiter came back for the with the bill, Rabbi Saul Salanter says fifty bucks for a cup of water. And he says, that's not enough, that's not, I'm not overcharging you. You're not paying just for the water. You're paying for the white gloves and the silk kerchief and the classic music and the paintings and the carpet. <laughs> that's what you're paying for. And he also learned to walk out of here with a tremendous lesson. He said, this world is an expensive hotel. And when you have a piece of kugel, you got to pay for it. But the kugel is not the dollar of the kugel. Ah, you're paying for the light for the ambience, for the air conditioning, every pleasure we take in Oilam it has to be paid for with schusim, sadly. And therefore you have to be very, very careful. Zog the Kaddish, based on this, a person should be weary. Everybody talks about precious, precious, practicing restraint from pleasures in Oilam Precious is a madriga, very fancy, extra holy Jews. Zog the Kaddish, there's a good reason for precious for everyone. I don't know what kind of how much and this and that. Everybody's a different level. But some precious should be practiced because whatever you take, you pay for. Whatever we take, we pay for. And the, here is a very expensive hotel. And the Rabbi Salsalanta's words, ain't shtick kugel. A person can lose his whole in the Scary world. Scary world. It's an expensive hotel. So extra pleasures are something that we should try to avoid. Avad if it enhances a shir, ah, gishmah, the papers. Okay, so as soon as mitzvah, it's a different story. But the point is, the point is, every pleasure in this world is paid for. It says, it says when a person goes and takes pleasure in this world, he's borrowing on, on account from HaKadosh Baruch Listen to this very scary Sefer Chassidim. I saw it brought down from Yechiel Meshachal Stern. Sefer Chassidim says, Rachman when a person goes through life and he doesn't have children. One of the saddest things. People go through life and they don't have any children. Zagdach Sefer Chassidim. It could be the Ebishter is saving him from losing his Elam The unbelievable sense of pleasure and joy and nachis that people get from children. That, you know how expensive that is? You might be using up your oil And sometimes the Ebishter wants to preserve someone's oil Even if his kids are continuing his. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. We don't know the Ebishter's chashbainis. But he says sometimes a person could go through life in a dark, lonely, quiet home without children. And why is the Ebishter doing it? To preserve his oil you see, for me, it's a tremendous, tremendous thing. This, this Indian of luxuries, we're living in America, everything, the, the best, the best quality, the best this, the best this. <laughs> not, not necessarily is always so good to run, to run for the best of the most pleasurable experiences because everything has a charge. You need schusim for everything. That's katointi. So not only that, he said, based on this halakha, there's a Gemara Yushami that says, Asr, la'adam get a little halakha. You can't be on a miracle. You can't do dangerous things and then rely on miracles. Shmuel Navi was told to, to go point of Amalek. He told David, I can't. Shaul's going to kill me. What if God tells you to point of Amalek? Go! What? No, he's going to take a back route. You know, sneak. What's that this thing? God told him. No. Sakanta. Khamir Sakanta Misura. Sakana. I can't do this. You had God behind you telling you, go do this. Ain't Sayyid Khalanais. Ain't Sayyid Halacha. 
And it says, when you are Semach what's the reason not to be Semach Because Menachem Mechzuchu Yosef. It subtracts from a person's chosin. And the Gemara says, Asr, you can't put yourself in this situation where you're losing chosin. Our whole purpose in this world is the chosin. So you're going to purposely go and put yourself in a situation where God's going to perform a miracle to save you something? But he says a very interesting halach. Listen to this. We all know the very famous Gemara. He's in a house. The Talmudim see the house is about to crumble. It's about to come crashing down. And they want to take him out and save him. And Nachum Gamzu says, take out the furniture first. And they take out the furniture first. Everything, take everything out, everything, you know, everything out. And then take me out. Why? Nachum Gamzu knew that so long as he's in the house, the house is not getting it. He says it very interesting Kiddush. He says, perhaps you're allowed to be Semichalames by a Shev Al Tasa. He wasn't doing something actively to be Semichalames. He was already in the dangerous situation. So now is the question should he leave first? Or should, he, should his uh, you know, items, should his belongings leave first? But Shev Al Tasa, he's saying this, maybe it's not Menachem Mishkiyosim. You didn't proactively do anything. There's another part from the Marsha and the Sefis Kedushin by the story with the, the serpent with the seven heads, right? Where he says over there, how could they endanger him? No, he knew that it's because him. Eyes Menachem Yisrael So the Marsha used this. When you daven, it's not Menachem Yisrael It says like a ben that's shoyal menahav. Even if Hashem makes a miracle, if you daven for it, it's a different story. So it's, it's something to keep in mind. Everything there's a payment for. Everything there's a payment for. And you got to work it out and be weary of it. You don't want to be ripped off and be surprised in Oilam Haba. Okay. Balayla Hahu. Yoim Kippurim. Balayla, who's talking to Mepharshim was Yoim Kippurim. That was the Sutton came with Makachuk on the nether of Yaakovinu. But let's first go to the beginning of the night. So Yaakovinu goes and he trances over the 11 children. Red Rashi, where's? Where's? Dina, Frank the Chida. Why was it so partial to Rashi that Dina was the one that was missing? Because it mentions her when she was born. What? It says he took 11 kids. Now we know he had 12. So one kid is missing. Rashi should have said, where was one kid? And Rashi would answer, Dina wasn't included. And then Rashi would say, why not? She's in the box. Besides that, I have my own kasha. Um, what, picking Dina in the box is not called transferring her over? <laughs> He transferred over 11 children. You know something? They were in their clothing. And she was in a box. <laughs> and he transferred over all 12 of them. It's much from here that, I don't know, that's not called carrying her over. But anyway, so Rashi says, why does it, why, what was the punishment to Rashi? It was Zina, zucked the chidah, because we know that Esav only had a shlita on those that bowed down to him. So therefore, Mordechai didn't bow down to Haman because he came from Binyamin. Binyamin didn't bow down because he wasn't born yet. But Esav had a shlita on all the 11 Shvatim. That means that all the 11 Shvatim bowed down. So then the one person out must have been Dina. So Rashi knew that it was Dina. Questions where was she? And put Rashi in a box. I have my own kasha. Everybody's welcome to give me an answer. What's Yaakov packing her in the box now? Yosef blocks his mother, Rachel, the next morning. He stands in front of Rachel. Doesn't want Asaph to see her. So Yaakov had time to the morning to pack Dina in a box. 
Not only is he doing it at night, but he's doing it at night and transferring her in the box. <laughs> Wait for her to go over the river, just like he's transferring her, and then put her in the box. Okay. Cash is nicer, right? Fine. I have a terrace, but uh, I'm not 100% sure of it yet, so maybe we'll save it for Shabbos. Okay, Viter. So we know that he left over this little... Uh, oh, listen to this. Why is he hiding Dina in the first place? Listen to this chat. Uh, I think also maybe I saw from the Chidah, he brings down from the Zoyar, that Be'etzem, a tzaddik, it's not appropriate for him to be with his wife, unless he's being Mekayim, the Mitzvah Puruvu. What does that mean? Take pleasure and be intimate with his wife. Puruvu, and that's it. Narvaz, this is a special thing. Sorry, shall you shmoil? He makes a whole big thing that it's okay, Vaiter, as well. Yaakov was scared that Esau is going to be Mekatre. You have four wives? You've got all these kids? A person on your madrega, like Moshe Rabbeinu, she practiced precious. You makayim puravu when you're done. Yaakov Avinu, what's going on over here? Mi How is it possible you have four wives and a whole bunch of kids? You should be one of those people that does the bare minimum. Gershon Eliezer, like Moshe Rabbeinu. So Yaakov hid Dina. To show that I don't have a zucker in the cave yet. I'm still trying to have a girl. <laughs> I have one wife, another wife, another wife. Eleven boys. I'm still trying to have a girl. He hit Dina to make it seem as if he's still trying to be kind of Peruvu. What? There's a mattress like that, yeah. Why did he have them to begin with? <laughs> they probably also in the box, right? Who says that? <laughs> the boxes. <laughs> okay, Viter. So he goes back over. Shachach back in the time. Rashi says, why? What does that say about us? They don't do gzela. They're honest people. So by them, their pachim gedanim is worth more than life. They'll jump into the street when a car is coming to save their phone. What would you say about such a person? Oh, must be such a tzaddik. He's so honest. He's never pushing the gazel. The stomach, his phone is filtered with 15 filters. He's such a great tzaddik. So he's jumping in front of the car to save his phone. I'd like to say, perhaps, the lush is losing. It doesn't say she'in goizlam. They don't steal. Hopefully, any good kosher Jew doesn't steal. We hope. The thing about tzaddikim, the reason why it's so chalif, is because they don't touch money that was stolen. Not that they don't steal. If there's anyone in their business, in their relationships, in their give and take with other people, that other people throughout the whole business cycle had money that was dishonest, they don't touch that money. The Satna Rebbe used to have two drawers in his desk. People give him donations. People give him donations, and then people would come and ask him for donations. And people come and ask him the nations, he would reach into two different drawers. He had the right drawer, which was kushre gelt, he could sense it. He was able to sense it. Heilige, heilige gelt, that went to Talmud Chachamim, Chashuvim, whatever. And then he had <laughs> not so glad kushre gelt. And he was able to sense it. He was able to sense it, and that's what he gave to not such worthy causes. So a, a tzaddik like Yaakov Avinu ain't pushed him. The loss of Pishad Yad is not when you take. Pishad Yad is when you receive. They don't receive money that was tainted. Right. That's when you receive it. A tzaddik won't even allow himself to accept money that was tainted with stains of dishonesty. So you know what kind of money a tzaddik has? Very limited. Very limited. 
It's almost like the people that back in the early 1900s were careful with kashras. There weren't too many options. It wasn't. There was no real kashras organizations yet. Your access to real kosher food. What do you mean? What these is kosher? <laughs> you know, yeah, a lot of people just said, what could be trafe about that? Yeah, they went in and ate in a lot of places that technically didn't have non-kosher ingredients, you know, hopefully. And the people that were makbid, also the boss, was very limited what they had. That's why a tzaddik, whatever limited he has, you know, is so special and rare. That's the impasher gadol chavivin yoyse megufa. There's a morale, there's a morale that says an interesting thing, that people are nichshal, you know, we have ups, we have downs. Our bodies, our bodies are a mix of ups and downs. Hopefully we do chuva on the things that we fail with. But he says an interesting thing. He says, in the manner that you acquire money, it becomes a permanent state of the money. So if you acquire money with Messias Nefesh for honesty, there's a, 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 a tremendous spirit of honesty that's in the money that can't change. That's what he says. It says there's a certain level of permanence to the purity of money that doesn't exist with the purity of yourself. You could be good today and bad tomorrow, but if you earned an honest pruta, it's an honest pruta. Because was careful that the money that he would use to buy his esrig every single year was money that he got for shatchanis. He felt that that money was 100%, instead of getting money from his rabbonis or the balbatim, whatever it is that he, you know, he was supported by, Shatchanis was something that he worked for in terms of renting a shidduch and he was paid for his work. And that was honestly made money and he used that honestly made money to buy his esri every single year. Okay. You can use based on the Katanian Kalach every time you take more than you're supposed to get moisture, you're stealing. Right. Okay, I was saying borrowing, but yeah, it could be stealing also. It's a you're stealing from your own haba. So therefore, every penny you can steal from your own haba. You're taking a, a home equity line of credit. <laughs> Okay, weiter. So he gets into this fight with the Malach, and the Malach hits Kaf Yerekon. So again, I told you already, the Medrash says that this was Lelium Kippur, and the Tfiyah was called Nidre. He made a Medr, to give Maizri, to give Maizri of your children. He goes in his Mafresh Levi, but they get into a fight. What's going on over here? He hits the Gid Russia. Listen to this, Peladika Shalaka, there's Zagda Shalaka, every single Avera in the Torah, 365 Averas, every single Avera represents a day in the, the yearly calendar. Gid Russia is for Tishabov. So he's up there. Get on Nashis with Tishba. So listen to what's going on over here. He says like this. He goes and he hits Kaf Yerechai. Yaakov Avinu had Yam, Rukia, and Kisi Yaakovit. Yud, Reish, Kaf, Yerech. Yam, Rukia, Kisi Yaakovit. Sam Soifer says, Yam is the Yam Shalter. Rukia is the fact that the Talmudic HaChomim reflect that back to the people by giving over the Torah. That's Rukia. And that the Satan couldn't do anything to. It couldn't hit the Yud. It couldn't hit the Resh. It hit the Chaf of Yerech. Vayiga Bekaf Yerechai. He hit the Chaf of the Yud Resh Chaf. What's the Chaf? The Chaf is the Kisei HaKavid. Tzitzitz, right? It's Yam, Rekia, Kisei HaKavid. So Yaakov, and he brings why Yaakov is shoulder on the three, but it's and it, the Kisei HaKavid. The Sultan could go and detach the Yaakov Avinu from the Kisya Kovid. Kiyadal Kes Karmel Chamal Moshem Loi. Yaakov Avinu is on the Kisya Kovid. That was two weeks ago's parasha. Anoichi Loi Yadati. He didn't know the Yuds on the Kisya Kovid for Yaakov. 
And that's what he brings down also. That it says on the day of the Chorban, it says, Hishlich Mishamayim Aretz Teferis Yisrael. Hashem threw down Yisrael from the Shemayim, from the Kisei HaKavoy. The Kisei HaKavoy is the base HaMikdash. The Satan had the power, Esau had the power to separate us from the base HaMikdash. But he cannot affect the actual Torah or the Talmud HaKavoy. That's Bekaf Yerechai. Later on, the Shlach Kodesh speaks other, other things, but he had to Kaf. That Kaf is K, Kaf, and Pei. Kaf is the Kaf, the palm of your hand, which is money. Pay is your peh. That was the whole thing with Yosef. Everyone was jealous of the money that Yaakov gave to Yosef, the extra, uh, whatever it was, the shekel that, that the jacket was worth, and all the Lashon Hara that Yosef was saying about them. Right? And the tikkun of the Chashmah Noyim was pach, which was peh, lahoidosu lahalel, and the kaf is, everyone's going to say Hanukkah Gelt, it says that the Chashmah Noyim made a nether that they're not going to touch any of the money that they kill all the Greeks from, they're all going to give it out to Tzedakah. They wanted a tikkun on that kaf. So that's the pach, shel sheme, pei and kaf. Okay, so that's the Shalach Kodesh, that's kaf listen to this. I said this a bunch of years ago, also that says that the, 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 the reason why it hit the Kav which is by, by the legs, number one, it says, because there was an avak of Gilearias, because he had the two sisters, and that avak Gilearias is what brought up later on the parish of Yishkav, Reuven Esbila, and the Maisadina, there was avak, avak, but another point is, Yaakovin represents Tyre. But his legs represent the supporters of Tyre. Torah itself, the Satan couldn't do anything to. But he did manage to affect the supporters of Torah, to fool them into, instead of supporting Torah, to support other wonderful, nice causes, like save the whales, and you know, all these wonderful, nice things, and plant a tree in Israel. Anyway, <laughs> that's what the Satan was able to do, on the support. Zangazaya! When a Yid takes his money, instead of supporting Torah, he supports other things. He's listening to the Nechash of the Nechash. And he's giving back the legs, the support to the Kaikasatu. And it says that Esau on his leg had a tattoo of a snake of the Nachash. Okay. Interesting stuff. Whoever, he goes ahead of, the, of everybody else and he goes in the house in front of Esau. The Gemara says, How do I know this? Before a mitzvah, you make a bracha, Oiver Lassiyasan. Gemara Masech Megillah. How do we know Oiver Lassiyasan means before? Maybe it means after? He went ahead of everybody else and he bowed first to Esau. Big question, why don't you just say Kaidim? Kaidim could mean a long time before. Ovar has a mix of meanings. And this tells us interesting halacha. That before doesn't mamish have to mean before. It could be a before as long as it's before the after. <laughs> like you wash the tilas yadayim, you then make the bracha and wipe your hands. Or like we just learned about in Hilkas Mila, a moil, some moilim have a minig, that they make the bracha once they start cutting. Ready after they start the mitzvah. After they start the mitzvah, they make the bracha. Kaidam to the end of it. And that's the vote that we're using of our, which is a lotion that could mean before, and it also could mean after. And we have to bring a raya that this din of Ayvaliyazan is before. But it's a before the after. You should do it before. We talk, talk about passing before. What happens if you forgot? 
Let's say you're in the middle of doing your shit, the lulav. You forgot. So long as you didn't put it down, Be'etzim, you're continuing to do it. You can still make the mitzvah. It's not done. It's not after. What's the Indian that we do? The Me'iri says, and we make a bracha, because mitzvah is trichai's kavana. And by making a bracha before, it's plugging in kavana that you're doing in L'shem Mitzvah. I'm doing it as a mitzvah, and I'm not just doing it for whatever other reasons. Okay. Yesav comes, he gives Aisha, Keyum, Mamish, Gevaldik, and he bites Aisha, and they both cry. Aisha's crying because he broke his teeth, and so he's like, Tarek Mushalmi, and Yaakov's crying because his neck got as stiff as marble. If I had a stiff neck like that, I'd cry. Why did Yaakov deserve that? Sam Seifer says that Yaakov cried for a different reason. Yaakov cried because when he saw that Esau was crying and it was tears of... Yaakov thought that it was tears, of honest tears, and it was the Vaishakeyu, was love. He was scared that Esau was going to get a schus for that. Or Esau was going to get a kapara. And Yaakov was crying for that, about that. He was hoping that Esau was not going not to clean his slate with this kiss, you know. <laughs> no thanks, Esau. The Zaya says, why is he saying Yad Ochim Yad Right? So we all know. Rashi says, save me from my dear brother. I'm not interested in him. And save me from Ace of Russia. But the Zoya says, you save me, because when you daven, your words count. Like we know what the Yidin and Klai saw when, the, when they, they weren't sure if they were Canaan and Amalekians. They just said, save us from this nation. Because if you say the wrong words, you can't say, oh God knows what I meant. Tefillah works in this supernatural way where the words and the letters that come out of the mouth are creating spiritual entities that go up to the Shemayim and they do things. And if you use the wrong letters, it's like the wrong password. It doesn't work. It's the wrong email address. It doesn't work. And Zoya says you have to be very careful to use proper, precise wording in your tefillahs. So why did Yaakov deserve any pain in his neck? I don't know. Who are all these to you? So Tanan Velio says, we've said this in the past, but it's good to repeat. Friend Aesop, we made the deal in our mommy's stomach. Oilam Abba is you, Oilam Azeh is me. Ruchnius is you, Gashmius is me. And you got all this Gashmius. Me, Eilalach. How did you get these? Zakt Yaakov, Chanani Hashem. The Ebishter was chaining to me. This was a freebie, side dish. What we call Perisim, Oilam Azeh. Aesop says, what? You could be a Talmud Chacham staying up day and night and learning Torah and also have Geshmak and also have a fun, pleasurable, enjoyable, pleasant, nice life. I go back on the meal. Let's go home together. That's what he's meant when he says, let's walk home together. Let's forget about the separation. I- I'm in. I'm in. I want to learn. We'll start Davyoyim. And Yaakov says, you're not going to be able to. You're on the fast track. You need to slow down. You're not going to be able to. I'm going slow. I'm on the slow track. You're on the fast track. You can't. You can do tshuva, but you're not going to change your your character. Got it? Me ain't a lot of the same for Hasidim. How's it shayich that you could have a child Yosef from Raqqa and Reuven Shemalev Yehuda and Yisach Zvulun from Leah? It's not the same for Hasidim, even though it's a person's allowed to marry a sister of his wife after their death. Right? It's only B'chayeha you'll never have children from both. That's what he says. Sefer Chassidim says that a person who marries Rachel, if he had children from Rachel, if after Rachel dies he marries Leah, he won't have children from Leah. It won't work. There's a short circuitry that doesn't work. You can only have kids from one sister and not another. 
that's what Esau was asking. How's it shaykh that you have children from Rachel and from Leah? How do you have Yosef and all the children from Leah? It's not shaykh to have children with two sisters. And he said, I don't know. <laughs> this was not like a miracle. This was a gift. It's taka not natural. It doesn't usually work this way. Okay. So Vayichan, he goes right outside of Shechem, and like it says, since he became Sholem, it was a nace that he survived love on, it's brought down that he's supposed to be Masak and something like Rishim Barichay did when he came out of the cave. You mean Masak and something. Merchatzoyis, like in the story of Rome, like that whole story started with Rishim Barichay, Daflam and Gimel and Daflam and Gimel and Shabbos, right? Lag Boimer. Lag Boimer and Shabbos, story of Rishim Barichay. The whole story started because they were saying how good Rome is. They made Merchatzoyis, they made Shukim, they made bridges. And Rishim Ma'yichai said, they're all doing it for themselves. Layla Shema doesn't count. He got into trouble. When he came back out, he was massacring three things. He made a tikkun. Yaakov Avinu made a tikkun over here also. What were the tikkunim? Matbeya, Shuk, Markets, Merchatzois, and Tchumen. Tchumen. Rashi says he made Tchumen. Tchumen, what? Erev Shabbos, it was Erev Shabbos, he made Tchumen. What's he doing with Erev Tchumen? Listen to the Tzad Tzad You're supposed to do a tikkun for the city. Where you experienced a miracle. So Yaakov is doing something for them. He was Masakim Mabeya. Some people say, what was the Indian? He was Masakim Mabeya. They didn't have coins. He was Masakim Mabeya without a face <clears throat> of a person on it. Without a, because it's stickle like a boy to Zara, tell him, okay? He was Masakim Mechatzois. And he was Masakim Tchum. Because a guy that keeps Shabbos is Chayiv Misa. So he set up Tchumim. We told Goyim, we can't go past the Tchum Shabbos, and you have to, <laughs> so that you can be Mechal Shabbos and not get punished for keeping Shabbos. I was thinking to myself, what's the Indian of Tchum? Because going back to Shem Ba'yichai, Shem Ba'yichai said all of these things are loy l'shma. The Goyim are not doing it for the right reasons. Bridges, they thought they were doing it to bring unity, to bring communication, the World Wide Web. That's a wonderful thing. Achtos for Rishoyim is not good. Yaakov understood that. So instead of Yaakov making bridges, he made borders. He made tchumen. For Goyim, it's better that they should be separate and not all together. We know the Darflaga was all because they were together. Okay, Abyssal Dina. Okay, what happened with Dina? What's going on with Dina? So Dina was a Gilgal of Avram Avinu's mother. Amasloi Bas Karnavoy. And the reason why her name was Dina is because. She was, I mean, what is supposed to be the mother of Avram Avinu? But she had to come back because she had Avram Avinu without tires on Mishpacha. She was Anida. So she came back as Dina. And comes along Shechem, who's like a Hamar, and he takes all the Tumas Nida out of her, and then he gets killed. Okay. It's a cool one, huh? Okay, we're going to have to stop. I'll tell you, quick, quick two, uh, two, two Gematrias. We've got to do Gematrias. Um, Reuven says, right? Reuven went. Reuven, Vayishkav S. Vayelach, Reuven, Vayishkav S. Bilam. Reuven, Vayishkav S. Is Gematria, Zakt, Rukhaim Knevsky's father, Stipler. Zeh, Sheba, Ubilbel, Yitzue, Aviv. And Vayhi, Bene, Yaakov, Shneim, Azar. Which Rashi says, is telling me that they were all Tzadikim and equal. Equals, Valamit, Shekulam, Shavin, Vekulam, Tzadikim. What was Ruvain doing? Bilbel Yitzhak, what, what, what was he doing? 
So the next day he says, Jeva, a beautiful part. He says that what he did was, if you die in Rashi, it says, here's Mavalvel Yitzue Mitasai. He messed around his father's bed. It wasn't even Mavalvel. It says a beautiful part. He went to his father's bed, which was next to Billah's bed, and he messed around the bed. He made it a little messy. When Yaakov came home that night, it appeared as if some man was in his bed with his wife. His wife's a Saita. And he was pushed from Billah to go to Leah. That was Ruven's plan. <laughs>